to the Patch Pod. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about、um, how to become, well, not, not how to, but you know, from part time to full time.、Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things that get s involved in between, I guess, being, you know, being a part time, part timers, and then becoming a full timer.、Uh, but yeah, we'll, di- we'll dive deep into it after we introduce ourselves.、Um, this is Eugene Kim. As always, with John Bogner and Pauline Wong. Today, we thought、um, we have obviously, I'm, I'm a full timer,、uh, but Pauline and John are part timer.、Um, whether they want to become a full timer or not,、um, that's something that we'll discuss in this episode as well.、Um, but also, I think there's a lot of, you know, there's often, you know, when you're, you're part timers and trying to become a full time, there's a Oftentimes, a lot of things that you have to think about. And it's, it's a courageous sort of like move as well because there's a lot of uncertainties and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, should we just dive deep into it in terms of like what's, what's defined as like a part timer and what's defined as a full timer kind of thing?、Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, with John and I, well, not so much him now, but I have a full time job outside of photography. So Photography is just, I guess, in my sense, part time, as in like weekends, weekday evenings, or if there are now that's more popular, week, weekday weddings, then I would take a day off type of thing. So that's what I see.、Um, but I think everyone's obviously definitions a little bit different.、Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my what's happening with me right now. Yeah, the definition is definitely different. Because、yeah. uh, right now,、um, as a registered nurse, I. I'm only working as part time,、um, which is 24 hours per week. So that's two days I'm required to work.、Um, and then my other time、uh, is allotted to like family, of course. And then because、um, I'm a dad, so I have my wife and everything. And then、um, the rest would be photography. So I feel like right now everything, I, I, I think. Right now, I dedicate、um, a lot of time in photography, like just business side, you know, website,、um, editing, all that stuff. And also thinking about reels and、um, Instagram posts.、Uh, those are the things that are t- taking up my time. And plus, PedgePod, <laughs> like editing videos. And so, for me, I guess the definition would be like part time if.、Um, If your sole income would be、um, not coming from, from photography, like, like all of it is not coming from photography, and you have another job that's supplying、um, your income, then that's, that's part timer. The definition of part time or full time depends more on the, how, much you, how much money you make, or do you think it's more dependent on the, the number of hours that you work per week? I would, I would say so. Like for a job, like、um, I would define it as if it's a job and you're making money out of it,、um, yeah, I would define it as that. I think、yeah. also like depends on the situation because technically, John, you kind of have two part time jobs. Yeah, so two、right? part times. So,、yeah. Which equals to a full time job. <laughs> I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to say, like, oh, I'm a part timer or I'm a full timer, but I think it just comes down to your own. Sort of like definition whether、mm-hmm. you know whether you want to be called just a part time or a full time, is because part time sounds a little bit more casual as well.、Um, yeah. 
but you could be doing, you know, I, I know, I know someone who did over 30 weddings a year, like working full time, you know, in a, in a regular yeah. job, you know, that if you do more than 30 weddings, I, I, I would say that's a full time. Yeah, I guess it, job, yeah. But, yeah. Depends on that. It could be two full time jobs, right? Exactly. I guess yeah. that makes so, sense. Yeah. 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 So I, th- I think it comes just comes down to like their own sort of like an own definition. I guess I, th- I don't really know like what forced me to kind of move from part-timers to full-timer, but I think I always, I always just kind of worked for a full-timers. I don't think I'm a type of person who can do part-time because like I would have to be focused in like just dedicate like this, whether I survive it or not, that's like, it's a, it's a way to do it. I, if I had done it in part-time, I think I would have probably not put 100% effort into it and um, probably didn't do well. So I, I thought it's something that I had to do um, to almost like force myself to, you know, to survive in the industry kind of thing. Um, So I don't know. I don't really know like what the transition was like for me. For you guys, John, as a two part-timers or (laughs) (laughs) as full-time plus part-timer, in your own definition, is a full-timer doing photography only? Or like I I was saying earlier, like doing a 30 weddings a year, is that does that count as a full-time? full-time photographer so like you could have two full-time job kind of thing i, I would say so i would say that's a that's a few i mean it could even be like for me in my situation i could be like a full-time photographer and still keep my part-time job as a nurse that would be the most ideal for me if i have like a constant stream of weddings and sessions and if i can have like a tight schedule plus have my job which is only it's very doable for me um like twice a week and I get to get, keep my benefits and all that. I would, I'll be very happy. Yeah, yeah, to do that. Um, but yeah, how about you, Pauline? I think for me, it would be it would have to switch. So photography would be my main source of income, and then like this, it would, like you know what I mean. Like right now, it's a side hustle, so it would have to switch. Like photography would be the main, and then maybe I would have another side hustle because I don't think I could just do one thing yeah. <laughs> ever. Right. I always need to challenge myself, and I think. For me, it's just like how many hours I put in and the main source of income. So, Pauline, with what you do like right now, do you can you convert that into a part time, or that's not really possible? Um, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> but I guess, regardless of the other job that you guys have, mm-hmm. what would entail for you guys to have more like a full time job in in photography? If I start to like dislike what I'm doing, okay, you know, because for me, I typically don't like a nine to five office job, but the one I'm having now, I do enjoy it still. And I think it's more of the environment, the people I work with more so the job itself. And I think, well, I think that's why most people, you know, if they have a full time job and a hobby, the reason that they do quit that full time job to pursue their hobby is because their full time job is not fulfilling them anymore and they're miserable or I think I mean just from what I know anyways that's like one of their main reasons to um, quit that job for example so it would be very similar to Pauline because I mean when I started photography that was like the reason I wanted to the reason I wanted to leave nursing was I was just so burnt out Mm -hmm. Uh, it was like the COVID times and it was in the ICU and I was just, you know, feeling very tired and frustrated. And and at that time, I really actually wanted to quit, quit um, yeah. nursing altogether. 
Um, but luckily I found um, another job in the hospital, a different position, um, which now I love. So now it's, it's like a, it's a different, like, I guess it's a mindset, different mindset. Like um, it will be hard for me to like fully quit, but I feel like right now I'm, I'm in the best position because I, I feel like I can, I can really keep both. So, I mean, I kind of wrote these down. The reasons why maybe I personally would um, pursue photography as the main source of income and maybe quit my other job would be, I mean, sometimes I do wonder like if I had, you know, those 40 hours put into my business and for photography, would it grow even more than what it is now? Because right now, obviously, time is limited. And so if I did put in, you know, that time, that is now put into my full-time job, maybe then, you know, I could become like, you know, a full-time photographer and that would be my main income. So that would be a reason why maybe um, if I really, you know, am passionate about photography and really want that as my main thing. Um, One other thing obviously would be flexibility. For the most part, I mean, wedding photographers, you are just typically busy on the weekends. Um, again, now a lot of people do get married on the weekdays, so maybe that doesn't hold true. But at, at the same time, you get to create your own schedule, right? Yeah. Um, you can, you know, accept or decline a certain wedding based on your schedule and what, you know, what's going on. So definitely more flexibility. Um, and I always think, you know, if you have your own business, there's really no cap in towards like how much you can make. There's no limit. Whereas if you are, you know, working for somebody in a company, um, then there's always like a limit, right? There's only a certain amount you can make. Whereas if you have your own business, there's really no limit. You can take it wherever you want it to go. And and then obviously, yeah, like I mentioned before, um, your purpose and passion would be another reason why kind of what we talked about already. If, you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day is really not fulfilling you, then that would be another reason why. So those are probably my reasons if I were to <laughs> go into full-time photography so mm-hmm. obviously you guys you guys are part-time really by by choice right yes so let's say for someone who want to be a full-timers but really cannot like cannot really attract enough clients to be a full-timers um would you do you guys would have any kind of like suggestion into like how or when to like sort of say like that they can be a full-timers because obviously they're probably making, trying to make money in, in other ways, uh, yeah. whether that would be, I don't know, it could be anything, you know, working for someone else, yeah. um, being an assistant or, you know, yeah. uh, completely working on something else um, yeah. and so on. It's going to be a business decision. If I feel like my business is starting to hurt because I'm not fully, um, my, my time is not enough that I put in, into it. And then if I feel like, there's a lot of room to grow and I feel like um, there's a lot of things left on the table because I'm not full time, then I really, I really have to like think about it. If you are not getting the clients that you're getting, maybe there's a reason, maybe there's a reason you need to, maybe it's not even your talent. Maybe it's just like your marketing, your website. So it's really about educating yourself um, and really putting yourself out there, willing to learn and improve. Um, Because I do, I personally do think everyone can do it. They can become a photographer. They can do it full time and be successful. But it's all up to that person to improve and to learn and grow. So, yeah, that that's. I think that early stage grind is probably the toughest 
part of being becoming a full timer, um, just because when there's not enough money, and if you like, if you have a family, for example, um, then you know you have to you have to provide in terms of you know make enough money to not for the not only for the business but only for the family as well. So, um, and then trying to you know still make the business work, you know, marketing and trying to go and shoot. You're still learning about the photography side of things and and all that. So. I know that's always uh, always the tough tough side. Yeah. Um, once you kind of, I think once you kind of get over that hurdle, uh, then then I think that will be kind of getting into full time zone. Um, so you could still be working a lot of hours, but hopefully the money money is a little bit better, um, so that you don't have to work on other jobs. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I never really like thought of thought of it that way, but like I, I was like thinking about it. Um, is is me having a part time job hurting my full time because I'm not motivating enough? I'm not motivated enough to like, you know, that extra urgency of like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to feed my family if if I don't get a client, you know. Whereas right now I have this safety blanket, um, uh, that's like I have a fallback if if I don't, you know, if I don't market enough, if I don't get enough clients. So it could be like, um, you know, it, it's like a 50-50 thing. I see what you mean, too. You know. Especially if you already have something else, like if you have a certain degree, diploma, or certificate, yeah. like you have, you know, a stable career, I think definitely I can see how it could be a hindrance. Like you always, in the back of your head, like if photography doesn't work out, you can always fall back. Yeah. So I can I can see that. Yeah. But I think, again, it's up to you. And yeah. if you really want to pursue it, you can definitely do yeah. it. But Definitely. Obviously, it's nice to have that exactly you know, safety net. But. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how, how how it was for me because, like, I had I think I had mm -hmm. enough money saved in terms of like to be okay for I don't know probably like about a year or something if I don't make any money. <laughs> but um, it was I think it's one of those things like for me like in my personality I think if I if I had other job or if I had more money that's kind of as a safety net. I think I wouldn't have worked that hard. Um, I think it was one of those things like, if I don't make it, then I don't really have anything else. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of mindset kind of pushes me to to do, um, to push me into full-timers where I have to make money and I have to take on clients. Um, so early on, you know, like I cannot take on all the clients that that I want, I want in, yeah. in terms of the style that yeah. I want and kind of thing. But, you know, yeah, that also kind of pushed me into different kind of creative zone as well. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a good experience. Yeah. On that note, uh, on the other side of that, because I have a part-time job, my mentality is like, it's, I guess it's less stressed. I'm not forced to like take on clients that I don't want. I have definitely more options. Like I have, I, I can be more strict with my, with my screening process with the clients like if i don't feel like i we're gonna get along it's it's not a problem for me to like say no it, the money's not just a factor so i think it also is a good thing on that sense and also i'm not super stressed like i'm not you know i'm not i'm just enjoying photography mostly so that's also one of the good good things about that how how long would you say is kind of safe to have savings like in terms of like how many months of saving savings they need to have in order for them to be 
safety net. Obviously, I know, like I said, this is all different depending on person to person. Um, so for you guys, like how, how long do you think that would be? Mm, probably two years of expenses. Two years. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Months. It's so hard to put a put a number yeah. <laughs> limit because I feel like you know if I see the bank is going really low, then I'm gonna limit my expenses, right? I'm gonna be more mindful in how I yeah. spend things, and it's so hard to put a number. Yeah. It's just scary because you know you can have like emergencies too, yeah. like unforeseen things. It's like anything can happen. COVID. Mm. It's like yeah, you really have to be, I guess, sure. Have Honestly, that money in the bank. If anyone is scared to go into a business, like to own your own business because of something like COVID happened, then then that's taking way too much risk. I, I feel like it's like that. I mean, hopefully, you know, we, we don't go through that again. That's why having a part-time job is beneficial. And just be mindful, like, yeah, grind it out and how still have that motivation, even if you know you have that safety net. But in our in our cases, having that part time job gained us clients. So mm. oh, that's you know. true. So again, that's what I'm saying. Why I would never not have something going on because it's always about networking for me. Yeah, and meeting people and actually that that really helped me to like have my first clients because first of all, like I, I did like a bunch of free shoots first, and then eventually they come back. They came back and doing another shoot with me. So yeah, it's just it's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, it's an advantage I would say. So Eugene, when you kind of quit your other jobs and decided you want to pursue photography, did you have like a plan in place? And if mm -hmm. so, what does that look like? Um and what was what was your mindset going into that? One sort of like advantage that I had in terms of getting into photography industry or in in Vegas was that at this at that time there were a lot of people from Asia, particularly from Korea, going to Cancun on as a honeymoon. Um, but I don't know why, but Korean Korean people would stop in Vegas uh, before going to Cancun. The reason the reason I say I don't know why that is is because there's no direct flight from here to Cancun, so <laughs> it's not really a good sort of like stopping point. So it was a kind of good opportunity in terms of like I could I don't ha I didn't have to charge a lot of money, um, and when I say I don't I don't I didn't have to charge a lot of money, meaning like around like I was charging like about five hundred dollars for three hour session. You know, I didn't have to charge a lot of money, but I could practice a lot just because there were a lot of couples going through. I thought one that's, that was going to create more uh, portfolio for my for myself. And second, I'm going to gain more experience very quickly because I started in, in August. All the wedding season that was coming up, there will be a lot of people coming through Vegas for, for a honeymoon. Um, and so if I were to work that really well in that, in that first or half month, I mean, half year, um, I thought I'll be able to raise the price a little bit. And then maybe with the existing portfolio, I'll be able to leverage myself to get more clients and probably expand to different demographic from there. If that first half of the first half year didn't pan out, then I still have the second half uh, sort of from um, January through probably like June-ish to have another go. Yeah, I didn't really think of the sort of like the full plan. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it has to work. It will work. Um, and um, so, yeah, that's what I did. So, like, um, so I tried to work work the SEO as much as possible with those existing portfolios, and um, and it worked out. It worked out okay. So was it was the decision like a you know leading like a long time leading up to it, or one day you're like, huh, maybe I can do this. Let's just do it. It was it was actually a bit of both. Um, so like okay. I never so like I always I always had a camera in in my hand and and all that, but I never thought photography as a real sort of like mm. it, to be a job that I could you know I could provide for my family and and all that. Um, at that time, I guess I didn't I didn't really have that much interest in photography as a business side of things. I was more you know focused on the photography as you know, hobby side of things. So like I was, when I was watching YouTube, I wasn't focused on watching on photography business. I was watching on how to take better photos kind of thing. I didn't really know I, in terms of like photography business goals and all that. So like I, I came across a few of um, photographers in Vegas and also in California. And I'm like, if they can be a photographer, I can probably, I can probably do it too. <laughs> At that time I was running, running a blog in Korean. And so I posted a few uh, posts on on that blog and tried to use the SEO um, and and I offered like um, for the first ten sessions I gave fifty percent discount so I was only charging like two to fifty per session. It was one of those things. If it works out, it will work out. I, I guess I kind of believed in myself that it should work um, with what I'm doing. Um, so so it was one of those. Yeah, I should be able to do this to um, probably doing about five sessions in. I thought, you know, I can do this. Um, I can probably let go of all the other things and just just dive deep into it. And then, yeah, try to plan plan for the first first year. Take a took a took a leap, <laughs> leap of faith. <laughs> Was there any point you're like, oh, shoot, maybe I shouldn't have done that? <laughs> Um, so many times, so many times, um, it's just because like early on, like first two years, I photographed over 300 couples and even at 300, even if I do 300 couples at $500 each or less than that sometime, because I was doing promotions and stuff, that's not a lot of money in Mm. terms of, you know, trying to make a viable income, um, um, as a family and um, trying to grow. So, and I thought at that time, I thought I was doing maximum I can. I couldn't do any more in terms of delivering the photos, in terms of communicating with all the clients, in terms of taking the photos. So the other way, the other only way to do that is either raise the price, take on, take on bigger project like weddings. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't photograph the first wedding until three years in. That was, um, I think, I think until then, I think I was just struggling in terms of making enough money because I thought I was doing well, but it was still not enough. Mm. So yeah, that was a big sort of like, oh, I don't know what I need to do. Or, I don't even know, like going into different <clears throat> routes, I don't even know how to market myself kind of thing. It's so. interesting because obviously weddings for the most part, the cost of like what we charge is for the most part higher. So I do wonder people who, who necessarily don't want to shoot weddings, you know, if, 
if it would be more difficult because obviously I know of people who shoot like corporate um, mm. or, you know, just portraits. Mm -hmm. So I do wonder if, you know, their journey might be more or less difficult, you know, because for me, I know of mainly wedding photographers. I do know of some other ones that do have done like corporate conferences. They would, you know, do photography or film does make a lot of money i think but i think i was going to actually bring that up in terms of like what's like which photography industry is a little bit safer mm. or not as you know a little bit more risky i think landscape yeah. photography is probably one of the most difficult one to do just because yeah. <laughs> it you need so much gear you need so much time to travel to different spots or yeah. until you make that first money it takes quite a while so that's probably one of the difficult one uh, but it's it's a very lucrative you know field if if you if you're good and if you've done it for a while uh, because it's like a passive income you know it just kind of piles up one of the one of the other things that i tried to do along with wedding was because because of my passion in in golf um i want to i tried to um I tried to get like those corporate outings. Um, so like, it's, it's a little bit like wedding, but you know, like it's a golf tournament instead. <laughs> so I would go out and take photos of, you know, golfers, you know, playing and then probably afterwards doing some, um, you know, get together, you know, and taking some photos there. Um, those, those are pretty good money as well. Some of the, some of the photographers that I see, like, for example, like food photographer or a product photographer, they don't have to, you know, to be a full-time photographer, they don't have to be their own business. You know, they can work for someone else. Like they can be part of a magazine or, you know, they could be working for other, other agents. So you may, you may be limited in terms of like how much money you can make, but at least you're doing something that you love. And at the same yeah. time, you know, you are, you are being a full-time, full-timers in that sense. So that is also depends on the, on the skill level, I think. So it may not be so easy as someone who's not experienced, but to become a, from a part-timer for full-timer is a very viable uh, way to do it. Um, I think real estate is pretty lucrative as well, but also- I was just going to mention that. I know someone who does yeah. primarily real estate. <laughs> yeah. The reason that real estate is pretty lucrative is that if you can attract enough clients, like if you know enough, like enough realtors in the area, then you could have like three or four shoots each day. Um, and per shoot, this could be like thousand, thousand five hundred. Even like some of the higher ones, they get they make that kind of money. So like a day, they can make you know easily three thousand a day, and then probably work five days a week. You know that's pretty pretty good business. I don't know if there's any specific photographers that only. Well, I'm sure there are some that only do like newborn photography. Yeah. I mean, just from what I've talked with friends who recently were looking into newborn photography, it's expensive. <laughs> it's not cheap, <laughs> especially with the whole studio and yeah. you know, that look. Props. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and they were surprised how expensive it was. That's why they went mm -hmm. with me, <laughs> which I'm not a professional, but so yeah, I feel like newborn you can make a lot as well. I think it's all, yeah, again, I think there's no limit, uh, whatever field you're in. I think it's just how well, you know, in terms of business and how well you sell yourself and, mm. you know, what kind of niche you're in. There's always going to be someone who can make it, right? There's no limit. Yeah. Shall we move on to if anyone wants to be a full-timer from a part-timer, maybe what are some of the suggested sort of like steps that they need to take? 
Hmm, okay. Pauline is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go first, Pauline. No, honestly, because <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think I'll ever make photography a full-time thing, not right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I just, I'm happy how things are at the moment. But I'm kind of similar to Eugene. I do like to have some sort of plan. <laughs> and, you know, you need to have... Um, some sort of backup plan in case that plan's not going to work out. Um, so really doing your research, you know, asking other full-time photographers how they did it. I think that's why, you know, mm-hmm. I've been asking you questions. Um, it's really important to, you know, get their perspective and get other people's yeah. opinions, maybe find mentors in the field. Really important to do your research and obviously having a support system because at the end of the day, yeah, I, I think that's why I feel like we created again this podcast and always chatting is because community is important um yeah. i think that's why so many facebook groups are successful because everyone for the most part they're having their own business and they're working for themselves and so it's kind of it's nice to come together and discuss business things because yeah, most definitely. often photographers have no idea how to run a business and so i recommend joining facebook groups yep. <laughs> listening to other podcasts especially not just photography ones but business ones yeah. a lot of them are super interesting uh, for me not as well not as not so much as steps but uh i guess to me consider your happiness first it really depends on um if you're still happy with what you're doing as a as a full-time job or a part-time job and if you're still happy with that then uh, keep it just <laughs> keep keep doing photography and also do your job and and if not i suggest not quitting yet learn learn the business side of things make sure your accounting is all straight up uh, that you're that you have enough money for emergencies and then when you feel like you have that emergency savings and and you have that steady stream of clients, then maybe it's it's time to give it a go and and chase what you're happy, um, your happiness, which is photography, hopefully. And yeah, I guess um, I'll I'll kind of go through sort of like my um, what I would do differently if I were to start <laughs> photography business again. One of the biggest sort of like mistake for me, I feel like, is I didn't really know the industry that well. I didn't really have that much experience in terms of researching or anything like that. So I would say like my my suggestion would be like go and work for someone else. Like if you're if you want to be a wedding photographer, try to look for someone in your area who has like really successful business. Um, and oftentimes they don't run. It's not a it's not a single person job and um, oftentimes they have team. So if you're somewhat, if you're somewhat experienced, maybe apply for a second photography job or associate photography job. Um, if you're not experienced, um, uh, you know, apply as an assistant. When you're applying for this job, my probably suggestion is probably have at least about six months of savings. But I mean, like you're still making some money, so you should be okay. But hopefully that six months of money is can be saved up and maybe that could be invested into you know buying gears or buying equipment for for your need um you know everyone works differently so it could be different on on a person to person um but that way like pauline was saying that way you can have a mentor that you can always ask oftentimes the more successful photographers there are in this area in, in that area or in that region or in that city 
is they not they don't care there's another photographer. They're okay. They're 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 sorted in terms of like in terms of like how much how much money they make. Um, they're willing to teach, especially if you're someone who's passionate and especially someone you are willing to learn. Um, they will always try to probably help you. And then um, you know having someone who's who is that successful in your city, you can always ask for. That's a huge advantage. I would say stay with with that person until you see the first bridezilla. Um, if you if you probably if you probably see the first bridezilla within the first five weddings, then that doesn't count. But you know, um, oftentimes a lot of the a lot of the top photographers deal with the clients really well. So even if mm. you know, even if the brides are a little bit pushy or a little bit you know demanding, um, they know how to deal with those situations very well. It's not only about photography skills, but also about communication skills and customer service skills that you're learning. I would say, like I said, this I've never shot a second as a second photographer. <laughs> Coming up um, <laughs> very soon, um, but so I think for me, if I were to start again, you know, probably getting becoming a, doing an assistant job or becoming uh, a second photographer, um, I think. That would have benefited me a lot in terms of I know exactly what I need to do or what what I want to do, because at the end of the day, let's say you're like you're really pumped to be a wedding photographer and you see, you go into like first ten weddings and you're assisting and you're like it's not exactly like what you th thought of and you probably you probably I don't know you probably that's not the kind of wedding or kind of field that you want to be in, so that could be a good sort of like way out as well. Um, so you don't have to like dive deep into Korea until the until the end of life kind of thing. <laughs> so for me, it worked out. Like I mean, like I love I love being a wedding photographer. So like that that worked out for me. But I mean, it may not work out for you. So so having having a try like that would be very beneficial. I think most of the probably more successful wedding photographers that you see around. Um, probably want to say they they probably have a lot more experience um, as a as a second photographer as an assistant early on um, so they know how to deal with different situations even if even if that's the first time they come across running their own business not just the money side of things but also just you know having that kind of experience I think kind of helps to decide whether you want to be a full-timer or that that you can be a full-timer this is kind of a side note, but I'm curious to know your opinion. Do you think there's like a certain age where, you know, someone should stop taking wedding photos? <laughs> like for most jobs. When like, should they retire? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, obviously, okay, I, no, I no, I'm asking, I'm asking this because obviously everyone's different but you know say i'm a 25 year old bride do what i really want like a 60 year old man like photographing my wedding i mean obviously in this industry i feel like at that age if you've been doing this for i don't know 20 30 40 years maybe you'd be burnt out and maybe you would have moved on to something else so i don't know what don't you want to go first <laughs> i have no opinion on this but i feel like Wedding photography is very demanding. <laughs> like when we go home, Eugene's like, "Oh, John, my back hurts." <laughs> like I, I'm like, "Yeah, Eugene, my feet hurts." <laughs> so, uh, 
I'm already, I'm already, I'm tired. So I don't know <laughs> how a 65 year old will, will handle it. So, hey, hey, there are some really <laughs> active, very yeah. fit. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta take care of my health. <laughs> well, also, because I asked this, because say someone wants, you know, to become a full time wedding photographer, but like the longevity of it, you know, they need to think about also, you know? That's true, yeah. Yep. <laughs> they can't be doing this forever, so yep, they need yep. to think about, you know, yeah. how they can transition out and do something Savings, else. Savings, yeah. Like, you got to plan for your retirement still, like a, like a normal person. So mm -hmm. that's another thing that you have to factor in if, you know, keeping your job, you know, keeping your family fed, your, you know, your child in school and your retirement. So it's that's another financial decision you have to, you know, be aware of. Well, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I think there isn't to keep it short. Uh, I think there isn't just because one, I think we we're kind of assuming. Um, I know there aren't that many probably wedding photographer over sixty, but at the same time, they can be if they wanted to be. Um, what I'm saying is that um, I think we all attract clients that we cannot attract and. There will be people who will prefer someone who is a little bit more experienced and a little bit more in, in more. Someone, you know, like I'll, I'm imagining if, if someone's over 60 and if they started probably like, I've, I started late as a wedding photographer and, you know, and I started when I was 33. So let's say if someone started around the same age and worked until 60, that's 27 years. And 20, with 27 years of successful business often means that they're well experienced. So one, they're probably, they can probably work without being too tired. Um, they know how to get, a, get, you know, get around. And two, probably they looked after themselves well enough that they are okay. And three, they're probably really well experienced in terms of like where to shoot and what to shoot and how to shoot. Um, so they know they can get the shots they really want without taking 3,000, 4,000 photos um, and probably probably no way to deal with their clients as well. Probably get along with the, their parents more. Another good thing about being a wedding photographer is I think wedding photography covers like all different types of photography. You know, you have to be good at portrait. You have to be good at detail shots, group photos, landscape, you know, food photography. I think from that point, you can really sort of like venture off and do different kind of things. Um, I know, I know who's sort of uh, pretty far off still, but you know, like someone who's getting a little bit older are doing more, you know, travel photography, you know, who's doing more of a, you know, uh, portrait photography. Um, and then probably their rate is a little bit higher, so they may not need to take on 30 weddings. They can probably do 10 weddings a year. Um, so honestly, I don't think there is a age limit, but I was going to say, well, when Pauline brought up the question, I thought you were asking, what would be the sort of like latest age that you can try to be a wedding photographer? Hmm. Like when is the, like when should you kind of give up if you're, if you're, <laughs> I don't want to say give up, but like maybe try, try finding something else. I think if you're about 45 or even, I, I want to say 50, if you're 50 and you're not very experienced, probably there's not that many upside to it. Because one, like I said, if you're 50 and try to be a wedding photographer and you only have like maybe 10 years of experience by the time you reach 60, never say never, but 
um, I think it's one of the things. It's it's nice to kind of start early. My my only hope is when I'm sixty, there's lighter cameras. <laughs> And hopefully, Yo photography just, is still around. You'll just rely on AI for yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. I ought to focus, like, looking at other things and still shooting. That would be, yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought about that. And then I, I'm like, I'll probably, I'll probably, probably the latest I'll go is probably 50 um, as a wedding photographer. Oh. And probably after that, I'll, I'll try to be, you know, do something else. I'll uh, market I've, the golfers. A few plans coming up. <laughs> or, or, you, or let's do our um, Eugene Kim University. <laughs> something like that. Uh, Education. Pajpod. Pajpod Pajpod University. Yeah, something like that. I don't that. think I can be an educator. Yeah, it's, I don't think I can. You're saying you that now. You never know. <laughs> you're saying that now, but <laughs> you don't know in 10 years, 20 years. You educated so. us already. So. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So... After doing this episode, have you guys, um, you guys think that you guys will be a full time anytime soon? Um, for me, at the, the current stage of my life, not anytime soon. Because I, I love, I love, it's a love and hate relationship with my job. And right now I'm on the love stage. <laughs> so, mm. um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my, my job. And I'm happy just yeah, doing photography on the side for now. Yeah, same. I think we can. That's probably a good place to wrap wrap things up. Um, next mm-hmm. week, uh, we'll come back with a photography workshop. I know a couple of weeks ago we talked about um, WPPI um, of you know and like wedding, not wedding uh, photography conventions, um, mm-hmm. and photography workshop. I feel like it's slightly different to conventions. I know in convention, there are a lot of workshops around and all that, but, um, you know, we thought it's, um, it's a little bit different area where I know that a lot of photographers are kind of, um, scared to, to do it one, because they're expensive and they don't really know if, if that's a really good value or if it's worth it. Um, so, one of the reasons that we're doing the photography workshop as an episode is because we're going on it on on one of them um fairly soon for those people who's who's been listening from the first episode you probably know that we met at a at a workshop um called not a conference by uh focal in in banff and um so we're doing the 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 volume two or the the the, the second version we thought if you're someone who is maybe consider doing a photography workshop um, or if you're someone who's never thought about doing a workshop maybe this is a good way to kind of learn in terms of like what we do at workshop and what do we learn and and all that kind of stuff um, so that's for the next week well until then hope you hopefully you guys enjoyed this this week's episode until next week we'll say goodbye all right bye bye, bye.